Welcome to Leadership Matters with Dr. Cheryl White and Dr. Andre Howard. This is your forum for exploring and discussing challenges that are faced by public and nonprofit leaders. And now, Leadership Matters. Thank you for tuning in to Leadership Matters, informing leaders, inspiring solutions. I'm Cheryl White, cultural psychologist with the Neighborhood House Association in San Diego, California. Today's episode will on leading and living on purpose. And I am delighted to have Wendy K. McKinney, <laughs> fundraising expert and motivational speaker with us today to help us have this conversation. Wendy, welcome to Leadership Matters. Thank you very much. And that's actually Wendy Lynn McKinney. That was, <laughs> that was a joke on your Zoom screen. And I, I, Zoom screen. I well, I like Wendy K. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Everyone in my family, their middle name is Kay, so I just pretended that mine was Kay too. So that was just a fun thing. Sandra Kay, Mary Kay, Tyra Kay. So I okay. said, okay. But Wendy Lynn, all right. Wendy Lynn, yes. yes. Okay. Well, Wendy Lynn, we're going to ask you to just share a little bit about yourself and your connection to this nonprofit um, leadership as we begin to. Um, jump into this topic of leading and living on purpose. But I say before we do, I'm going to step back and just say, tell us a little bit about you. Well, thank you. Thank you, Dr. White. Thank you for this opportunity. I'm, I'm, I'm so excited um, just to share just a little bit of my experience. So I have, have been in as a professional in the nonprofit arena for um, well, probably a couple of decades Growing up in ministry and in leadership in ministry, I guess I'd say I've been in nonprofit leadership all my life, if you if you look at it that way. But um, I really have a passion for um, nonprofits and mission, probably because of my background in church and in ministry and my parents having that same passion for giving um, to those that are in need or just lending a helping hand. So um, I'm particularly particularly sensitive to leaders that they have everything they need and they have the support that they need to be successful in the nonprofit arena. Mm -hmm. And this topic of um, busy doing what? How did you get interested in this topic? Well, uh, when I was in college, um, I always felt torn that I had so many different things that I wanted to do. I wanted to be successful in you know, in, in academics, I wanted to be successful in my um, nonprofit and my volunteering. I wanted to be successful at my job. I wanted to, to be successful at my church, but I was so busy and I was so frustrated even as a college student. And then when I graduated and became a professional and started working again, I still had that same drive to be very um, involved in everything. I just wanted to save the world and, and help everybody and be involved and, um, you know, try every single job and organization and industry. And I found myself just being busy, busy, and the years would pass and the years would pass. And I'm just busy. And then I'm, I'm asking myself, am I fulfilling? Um, am I being fulfilled? Or am I just funding my life by trying to work and make money and trying to do all these things? But how do I really live and be fulfilled, but be busy, but be productive and not just be busy doing what? So people ask, you hear people say it all the time, say, oh, girl, what are you doing? Where, what have you been doing? Oh, I've been so busy. Mm -hmm. And the first question is what? Busy doing what? 
And that just really stuck with me because I thought about myself and I'm like, what am I really busy doing? Here's 20 years past, 30 years past. And what have I been busy doing? So it made me stop and think, you know, there are a lot of people that are like that. You know, a lot of us in the in professional um, careers or 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 in even in our own um, extracurricular activities, we might just be busy in life, busy in life. And we talk about work life balance and things like that. And I believe when I first heard work life balance, I'm like, what is work life balance? Is, is there such thing? Because everyone is so busy. What is busy? So it made me pause and say, okay, what is my busy? What is fulfilling to me? What if I look down in my life, many, many years down the line, which we'll talk about probably later, will I have any regrets? Will mm -hmm. I have fulfilled those things that I was put on this earth to do? And I came up with this acronym actually while I was writing the book um, and just kind of figuring out what busy was. And it's like, what is busy? Well, it's believing undeniably that success is yours. Believing undeniably that success is yours. So it's it's almost like, what is your why? It's like you want to be busy, but what does success look to you look like to you? What is what does fulfillment look like to you? What does happiness look like to you? Um, and as long as you're being busy and being productive, then you're believing undeniably that success is yours. So that's kind of how I stumbled upon it. And then mm -hmm. just different components and questions came about about mm -hmm. how can we define busy. Okay, well, that's, um, that's a very powerful pondering. And I know I, I often in the work that I do uh, with leaders, and um, in those who are just engaged in life, um, people who are very talented will very often um, be giving and giving of themselves. And I always like to frame it like doing all the things we can do. Mm -hmm. I really kind of doing all the things I can do. And so busy doing all the things I can do to where I don't get to the things that I'm purposed to do. Exactly. And so as I um, hear you talk, Wendy, that's what kind of comes to mind for me. And I know that not only did you ponder this topic of busy doing what, you have a book, I think, coming out. We can anticipate being released in February of 2022. Uh, yeah, with that as the title, Busy Doing What? So, Wendy, I'm going to ask you, when you got to the point where you were um, going to just kind of step back and maybe reevaluate and prioritize things in your life, how did you go about doing that? Well, the um, thank you for sharing um, um, the title of my book, which is Busy Doing What? The second part of the title is, or the subtitle is, making every moment count. Mm, love that. So it's busy doing what? So I thought I'd answer the question, making mm -hmm. every moment count. So when you talk about being busy and reevaluating your life, how do you make every moment count? How do you really um, embrace what you're doing for yourself, as you said, and what you're doing for others. How do you define, am I doing the right thing? Because sometimes we're doing the right thing, but is it the right thing for me? Um, for example, I worked for the Red Cross for many, many years and um, as a, a nonprofit leader, and it's some of the greatest work ever. 
it's um, disaster relief. You save lives, you help people who are in the worst time of their lives who are suffering from a disaster. And I love the work. I love the organization. It's one of the you know leading brands in America, in the world. But is that my purpose? Is that really what I'm here to do? Um, and is that what's completely fulfilling to me? And I found even working while working there and, and other places, um, I found myself working super hard, trying to make sure that I was taking care of everyone else, but not really pausing and figuring out, is this my purpose? Am I being fulfilled in terms of what I'm supposed to be doing? Yes, I'm helping people. So sometimes you can be involved in something and, and following a mission and doing great work, but is this the work for you? And it's easy to get, um, get off base with that because you know, you know you're doing a great thing, but I found myself working so hard till I literally physically got sick and I had to pull back and figure out, okay, am I doing the right thing that I'm called to do? And that is the mission for my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think that that's, um, that's a space that way too many people we find ourselves in. Um, and I think some of that is really connected to, you know, am I searching for my purpose and uh, making every moment count? Mm-hmm. And some of it can be connected to our um, really not honoring ourselves mm-hmm. as relates to putting boundaries in place um, for ourselves so that we take care of ourselves. I think as leaders, it's so important for us to always be mindful of the need to um, take care of ourselves too. Yeah. I always say we want to be at our best so we can give our best. If I'm not at my best, if I'm not putting those boundaries in place yes. to take care of me, then I am um, not going to be at my best and then I won't be able to give my best. So it's not just being my best for the sake of being my best, but really being my best so I can do what I'm purposed to do at my best. Yes, absolutely. And what's interesting is um, in the nonprofit sector, um, we find that people aren't, I I learned this actually at uh, um, Michigan University of Michigan, the program that, the Eli program. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. And somebody came and they spoke and they talked about how in the nonprofit sector, there were many individuals and leaders who are not healthy, who struggle, mm-hmm. they're overweight and things. And I never heard that before. It was what was different in the for-profit world. And mm-hmm. they said, why? Why is that? And one of the reasons is because we oftentimes just give so much of ourselves. Um, mm-hmm. We commit to this mm-hmm. mission, but we're not selfish enough, personally selfish, to take mm-hmm. care of ourselves. So oftentimes yes. in the nonprofit uh, industry, we're not as healthy as we should be because mm-hmm. we focus so much on others and not on ourselves. And I found that to be fascinating when mm-hmm. I heard that. I thought that was, yes. I couldn't even mm-hmm. believe that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'll say shout out to uh, my co-host, Dr. Andre Howard yes. and the Alliance for the Executive Leadership Institute. I think that's the yes. program you're referring to. Yeah. And I'm a graduate yeah. of Eli as well. And I um, really enjoyed um, my learnings and, and journey in their executive leadership program there as well. And as they talked about, I think one of the presentations that really resonated with me too, Wendy, was their um, discussions on energy and vitality Mm -hmm. and our sources of energy. 
and yeah. how important it is for us to um, really uh, take care of ourselves and those different that um, physical, emotional, mental, yeah. and um, spiritual yeah. uh, aspect of who we are. So um, again, um, yeah, that uh, that takes me back as you share it as well. We've got to take a commercial break, but when we come back on the other side, I want to have you talk a little bit about what did you find as being the biggest killers of productivity, but then also what are some tools that can really help people overcome this uh, busyness and become much more focused on their purpose and making every moment count. So stay with us and we'll be right back with more on Leadership Matters, informing leaders, inspiring solutions. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Leadership Matters is brought to you by Innovisions. Need to improve leadership, staff, or organization performance? Contact Innovisions today for quality, effective, and affordable leadership, staff, and organization development training, coaching, and consulting services. Call 619-453-8093. That's 619-453-8093. Or send an email to Dr. White. Her email address is swite at neighborhoodhouse.org. Innovisions is a social enterprise of the Neighborhood House Association of San Diego, California. Funds raised go to support the Neighborhood House Association's mission to enrich lives through a continuum of education and wellness service. Today, expertise equals credibility. When you know what to do and how to do it, people follow because they acknowledge that you know more. However, stepping up in your career eventually pushes you out of your comfort zone of expertise. How you lead at those moments requires new skills. We're here to show you how to survive and thrive. Join me, Wanda Wallace, on Out of the Comfort Zone at Voice America Business Channel. You can find more information at leadershipforuminc.com. It's time to take charge of your own career path. But how do you get started? First, tune in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. Each show will feature national business leaders, tips and insight from Marie and her guests, career management tools, and a weekly career smart tip. She'll help you move forward, earn that promotion, get hired into the career you want, and brand yourself. The Career Confidant is broadcast live every Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Leadership Matters with Dr. Cheryl White and Dr. Andre Howard. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to Dr. Cheryl White at swite at neighborhoodhouse.org. Now, back to Leadership Matters. And we are back with more on Leadership Matters. I'm sure you're... Cheryl White, your host, and delighted to have with me today, uh, Wendy McKinney, fundraising expert and motivational speaker and author of a book that should be coming out in February 2022, Busy Doing What? Making Every Moment Count. Ooh, and, uh, that sounds good when you say that. 
<laughs> yeah. I'm going to have us just go back to the conversation we were transitioning to right before the break and really have you share just your thoughts with regards to um, what would you say are the biggest killers of productivity? Well, one that sticks out for me is, and I shared in the book, is distraction addiction. Distraction addiction. It took me more. (laughs) Distraction addiction took me a few years to really understand because I was experiencing it and not knowing what it was, but I knew there was something that I was being challenged with. And when you think about distraction and you think about addiction, there are two different things. There's distraction where you just can't focus. You just are are drawn towards something else and you can't focus on the thing that you need to focus on. And then there's addiction. There's that thing that you're drawn to that you cannot release. So distraction and addiction together, you basically create an atmosphere of impossibilities. So when you're distracted, it's almost impossible for you to start. When you're addicted, it's almost impossible for you to stop. So distraction addiction can keep you from starting something greatly beneficial to you because you can't let go of what's potentially harmful to you. So what does that mean? What does that, that means uh, when I talk about applying that to my own personal life, here it is, I want to be successful in my nonprofit career. But I am in the career knowing this is not exactly what's fulfilling in my life. It's not really my purpose or my mission, but I'm addicted to this distraction. So you continue to do this and it pulls you away year after year after year from what you really are called or purpose to do. So it's a very dangerous thing to get caught up in distraction addiction. Mm. Unfortunately for me, I had to experience an illness to wake me up. And oftentimes that's what happens to people. Mm -hmm. I had a friend recently who had a stroke because she was just doing so much, just not really focusing on the area that she should be focusing on. And now she has this physical issue. We talked about health earlier and really taking care of ourselves. And she had to stop and it gave her the chance and the opportunity to stop and take a look and say, hey, this isn't what I'm supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. And we find ourselves chasing money, chasing status, chasing um, titles and getting addicted to this distraction of being um, of chasing these, like I said, titles and money and power. And it can cause your health. It can cause your relationships. So distraction addiction is one of, I would say, one of the biggest killers of productivity because you can't really, you're not really doing what you are called to do. When you are doing what you are called to do, you do it without even thinking about it. I think it was Larry King gave a quote that said that if you are doing what you love, you're not working. If you work, Mm -hmm. you find out what you do, find out uh, a a work that you want to do and you do what you love, you're not working. You're just doing what you love and you find yourself working 10, 12 hours, 18 hours. It's no big deal, but you're at peace and you're rested and you're well and the people around you are well. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. And so distraction hindering us from starting and, and attraction, I'm sorry, the um, addiction um, hindering us from stopping. Um, what else comes to mind for me? is the wheel 
that people find themselves on that, that little hamster wheel going round and yes. round in circles, yes. chasing success. And sometimes yes. we're chasing success and whatever that definition to success may be in our mind, because yes. we're not intentional about defining what that is for ourselves. And sometimes we're chasing success because we're trying to prove ourselves to others. And sometimes we're, um, you know, we're feeling like, because someone else hasn't validated or acknowledged our contributions that maybe we haven't done quite enough. Right. And so one of the things I always like to tell leaders also is to figure out and define, you know, what are your goals and objectives? Be it the CEO, be it someone in the C-suite, be it someone who's just starting to be able to ask someone um, for agreement, to be able to negotiate agreement with regards to if at the end of this year I've accomplished XYZ, I'm thinking that that's what my area of responsibility, that's what the organization we should have as targets. That's what personally I should be contributing this year. Or if I'm doing it for myself, this is what I want to accomplish. This is what success looks like for me so that a person really has some milestones and benchmarks and can uh, right size achieving whatever, however they've defined success for themselves in their area of responsibility along the way, but they're not just on this wheel of doing and doing and doing, because sometimes they're doing and doing, they're doing um, to get external validation or to, to prove themselves, but they haven't really established, you know, what is my purpose? Right. Uh, what are the goals that I'm trying to achieve? And so I'm just on this hamster wheel of just going and going and going and not really um, understanding and knowing when I've hit that target and because I don't have a target because I haven't defined it. Um, and then I'm also leaving it to someone else's subjectivity to decide what my worth is and what I have or have not accomplished, you know, get that target ahead of time for yourself right. to say, Hey, I'm going to be so pleased with me this year. If I do X, Y, Z, and yeah. if I'm reporting to somebody else and, and they are, um, going to be the one that has to write my performance evaluation or, you know, say whether or not I'm on target, be it a board again, doing it for a CEO. Right. Or a daughter calling in the middle of the show. <laughs> my daughter <laughs> calling me. <laughs> so, uh, which means, you know, she's not listening, right. Or she'd know I'm doing this. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> she's busy doing something else. Um, but <laughs> But at any rate, I, I think that um, one of the common leader threats that I've found is, um, you know, sometimes we are moving and moving and going and going and we're not defining what those targets look like. So then we never know when we've arrived and we feel defeated um, yes. at the end or we're not sure or we're just like, let me do one more thing to prove myself. Right. And it's like enough with it. We're exhausting ourselves. Yes. And uh, and for what is it really connected to our making every moment count? So um, transitioning back yes. to, uh, you know, just your thoughts on tools. What are the tools that you might be able to offer to help people really recover from this distraction addiction? Well, one thing that... <laughs> that those of us who suffer, because you know, when you have an addiction, you don't just get cured from it and it's gone. You fight that really oftentimes for the rest of your life. Um, and that is busy saying no. And that's one of the 
chapters, busy saying no. That's one of the most difficult things I still have struggle with is saying no because you don't want to disappoint anyone. You always want to um, look as if you're confident. So you don't want to say no. You want to try it out. And what happens is when you say no, um, people are even offended. So there's a little level of selfishness that you have to have in order to be productive, in order to avoid distraction addiction, in order to be successful, in order to really define who you are, you have to say no. So I have in my um, book, I actually have an entire chapter with over 30 examples of saying no. And as I was writing them, I was going through it and going through it and going through it. And I'm like, oh my God, I never say no. So I wrote down, and I'm just going to share a few of them with you, with you all, because they're very simple. They're very simple, but they're so hard to say because it's so easy to say yes and please everyone. And that's one of the problems. We are, we become people pleasers and we miss out on the most important things of our lives because we're pleasing again, someone else. So um, the first one is no, just saying no. If someone asks you to do something that's not within the confines of your plans, of your goals, of your purpose, of your mission, simply saying, no, I'm not available. I have another commitment. I won't be available. I like this one, but I know someone who could come in my place or who could fill in for me. My son or daughter is performing or I have another engagement. I'll not be able to participate this time. I'm sorry, I'm not available. I can't, I have a scheduling conflict. And it goes on and on and on. But you can come up with a list of your own no's. I literally had to write them down because saying no was so cryptic and horrible to me. So I had to write them down and really practice them so that when I'm faced with this question, when somebody takes me off of my focus and I have this distraction addiction issue, I remember these phrases for saying no. So mm -hmm. you may have to do that and, and it'll get you uh, very far when you learn to say no. Yeah, I, I, I don't remember. I don't remember what was inside this book. I don't even know if I ever read the book, but I remember the cover of the book was no is an anointed word. <laughs> mm -hmm. I like it. Yeah. And and what I have found in working with leaders is that some are very high in one might say the cognitive process yes. and the um, and the need to maintain harmony, which yes. is very close to what you're saying with regards to. Uh, people pleasing, but that need for harmony, we call it considering others. Mm. And so I would even refrain and say that not that we have to be selfish, but I think we do have to be um, self-compassionate. Yeah, I like that. And, and then in that self-compassion, stay intentional about the things that we've agreed are part of what you said, that plan, and then loved your phrasing and being intentional about, you know, how I might say no, mm -hmm. when something's not hitting me right, instead right. of just agreeing so that I don't break the harmony, but can I create some space? Can I use one of your phrases yes. to either even create space and let me think about that. I'm not sure that I'm right. going to be able to take that on, but let me give it some thought. And then you can go get by yourself. Decide, right. is that really in your best interest? Yes. Make a decision and then go back with your thoughtful no, um, yes. Yes. if need be. So absolutely loving, loving, loving um, 
uh, those thoughts. Want to hear if there's some additional tools that you can share with us. But before so, we got to do another commercial break. So please uh, stay with us on the other side of this commercial. We're going to talk more about some tools that we can use to recover from distraction addiction and really make every moment count in our lives as we live. I know another chapter you have coming up with that we want to talk about is living without regrets. So stay with us. We'll be right back with more on Leadership Matters, informing leaders, inspiring solutions. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. Leadership Matters is brought to you by Innovisions. Need to improve leadership, staff, or organization performance? Contact Innovisions today for quality, effective, and affordable leadership, staff, and organization development training, coaching, and consulting services. Call 619-453-8093. That's 619-453-8093. Or send an email to Dr. White. Her email address is swite at neighborhoodhouse.org. Innovisions is a social enterprise of the Neighborhood House Association of San Diego, California. Funds raised go to support the Neighborhood House Association's mission to enrich lives through a continuum of education and wellness service. The pace of change in the world is increasing exponentially and shows no signs of slowing down. Leadership is evolving and requires more and more innovative leaders to keep up. Innovating Leadership, co-creating our future with Maureen Metcalf, features interviews with global business leaders, thought leaders, and academics in a wide range of industries. Proven concepts and tools may be applied to build your organization and deliver sustainable success. Tune in every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Business. Trends in global business are changing all the time. It used to only be worrying about your competitor across the street, but now that competitor may be across the world. On Global Business with Mahesh Joshi, we discuss the trends in global business, plus issues and solutions that business leaders face today. Each show is guaranteed to teach you something that you didn't know before about global business. Listen live every Wednesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time on The Voice America Business Channel. You are listening to Leadership Matters with Dr. Cheryl White and Dr. Andre Howard. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to Dr. Cheryl White at swite at neighborhoodhouse.org. Now, back to Leadership Matters. And we are back with more on Leadership Matters. I'm your host, Cheryl White, and delighted to have Wendy McKinney, fundraising expert and motivational speaker, with us today, talking about busy doing what, living life on purpose, making every moment count. So, Wendy, I'm going to throw it back over to you to share more with regards to tools related to distraction addiction. How do we actually recover? So, yeah, we were talking about distraction addiction and just um, saying no, really that difficulty in, in saying no as being one of the tools. Um, some people can say no very easily. <laughs> and I find them getting a lot of things done. And, and like you said, it's, it's not selfish. But what was the word you use? It's more self-compassion. Self-compassion. I like that. Self-compassion. So when I think about 
executing it, even taking it another step. Um, one of the tools that came to me and I added it in the book was ECDC. I thought about easy peasy, it makes it easy peasy, but no, it's ECDC. How do you deal with these distractions? How do you get organized in your thoughts? How do you make, how can you be busy and make every moment count? We're talking about busy professionals, busy folks in the nonprofit world, busy folks that are um, following their passions. Well, ECDC, those four letters stand for eliminate, consolidate, delegate, and create. And when I started thinking about this and writing it down, if I could do this in everything that I do, I wouldn't have to do anything because it would all be ordered and organized and I wouldn't be so busy. I would be able to really make my time, leverage my time so that I could do all the things that I'm called to do and purpose to do and take care of myself. The first one is eliminate, eliminate. E stands for eliminate. Eliminate some of those things that just don't belong in your activity or in your event, in that, in that particular, uh, in your workplace, in your space at home, in your relationships, in your, in your eating plan, whatever it is, there are things you know that you need to eliminate. You just have to, the, have, to, have to have the courage to do it, to eliminate. And the second one is consolidate. Sometimes we have so many things to do. Someone asked, I'm, I'm a member of San Diego Rotary and we were talking to new members and one of our potential new members. And somebody said, I would love to join Rotary, but you meet every week and there's 60 committees and, and I'm already very busy. And I thought about it immediately about being busy. And I thought about, well, you need ECDC. You need to consolidate. So what you would do is I, I explain to them is as I'm a part of Rotary, I'm not a part of any committee that doesn't contribute to what I already do, to what my goals are, or to what my focus is. I'm not in the Boy Scouts committee. I'm not on the, um, the military committee because those things don't directly um, work in, in, in my life. For example, I'm on the senior um, committee because I work with seniors and we have a retirement center. So I, not only do I get leads and, and ideas, I work with other CEOs of, of, of senior organizations. So that contributes to what I do. So I don't, I don't get into a state where I'm just stress, spread out even further. I consolidate everything that I'm doing so that it makes sense and contributes. The next one is delegate. Oh my goodness. If you could learn to delegate, you're talking about busy, busy, believing undeniably that success is yours. You can get so much done when you delegate. You have to learn how to delegate because it's not what you say to someone, but it is how you say it to them. And you want to make sure it's something that benefits them. So you ask for help. You ask for others to help you to accomplish certain goals. But make sure, just like we said before, that it's something that benefits them. It's something that mm -hmm. fulfills them. It's something that mm -hmm. contributes to their well-being, something that contributes to their mission or their purpose. Mm -hmm. And then finally, um, uh, create create be very creative there's a young lady that i met she really combines all of these she grew up with um she had a daughter now she's 18 she just graduated from high school but she shared this with me when her daughter was a young girl and she's a very busy executive a hollywood executive has like five businesses and she had a daughter and she's like how am i gonna 
um, take care of all my daughter's needs. She's got soccer. She's got dance. She's got her hair appointments. She's got, so she created 12 friends, 12 responsibilities for 12 friends to help her with their daughter. You talk about creativity. I don't even have 12 friends that would do that for me, but 12 friends. And she had one friend that would help her with her sports. She had one friend that help, would help her with her hair appointments. One friend that would help her with her mathematics. One friend. So she had a friend to help her with each of these. She just got creative. So sometimes we have to be really creative, really creative and do what it, what's necessary to get what we need accomplished. So that's mm-hmm. easy. Wonderful. Love it. Love it. Love it. Eliminate, consolidate, delegate, and create. There is a book that comes to mind. I I remember it from, you know, working with um, ADHD and it uh, really underscores and emphasizes what you're saying with regards to um, the whole distraction addiction. I think the title of that book was um, Driven to Distraction, Mm. um, but Missing you know, just really uh, for those who had ADHD, it was really kind of talking about how they, how they under um, uh, really um, uh, undermined, maybe that's a good word, undermined their own success um, because they were not able to master these things that you're talking about. And sometimes Mm -hmm. Uh, were so distracted, but they also had a fear of um, of uh, not being like they didn't have the patience sometimes to mm-hmm. to learn. They want to do everything great, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and um, if they did not, um, if they moved on to something else, they were good at because right. they discovered along the way that they weren't good at that. So right. then they kind of shifted into something that they thought might would work. Sometimes right. that was, yes, finding purpose and finding our gifts. And sometimes it was just not allowing ourselves enough time to practice, become intentional, yes. to develop in the areas in which we need and want to develop. And I can't remember who the person was that talked about delegate. Like that was the term they used to delegate. Oh my God. I love and um, I, I was in a rising star, new, new executive uh, women's um, conference. And the speaker mm-hmm. was talking about delegating and that too connects with the wonderful tools you've put together as wow. it relates to delegating with the idea of developing others yes. and giving them an opportunity oh, to do that. some things that we sometimes, uh, we think, you know, we don't think that we're uh, like, we're just taking something off our plate and randomly putting it on someone else so that we have more space and time. But really, um, as you said, being intentional about giving someone else an opportunity to develop. So, yes. um, so yes. delegating came to uh, mind as you described um, your notion of delegating. So wonderful, oh, yeah. wonderful, wonderful. I so, Wendy, that. I'm going to um, jump us into, just want to hear a little bit about your chapter on living without regret. Living without regrets. Oh, my gosh, that's a good one. Um, there are so many people um, that live their life and get to the end and say, I wish I would have blank. Mm-hmm. I wish I would have done this or I wish I would have done that. And they said, um, someone said, there's a quote that says, you find the greatest ideas in the cemetery. Mm. I know that sounds morbid and that sounds awful, mm-hmm. but it is the truth. You find mm-hmm. 
so many great ideas that people just did not take the time or because of fear or because of, you know, something that kept them from doing things that they really wanted to do or should have done. And there's a quote from Mark Twain that says, 20 years from now, you will be more disappointed by the things you didn't do than by the things you did. So throw off the bowline, sail away from the safe harbor, catch the trade winds in your sails, explore, dream, discover. Mm -hmm. So it's like we have to be courageous and brave mm -hmm. because really most of the time it's fear. Mm -hmm. Most of the mm -hmm. time it's fear. And I think you taught me some time ago, false evidence appearing real. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we get stuck with false evidence appearing real. And we think that, that this fear thing is really a real thing and it stops us from becoming successful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, wonderful. And I don't remember where I picked up fear from maybe in the church somewhere uh -huh. as far as false evidence appearing real. But um, yeah, that definitely resonates and um, busy, living, loving, laughing. Quick word on that. Busy, loving and laughing. Um, you know, we don't laugh enough. Some of us are super serious. Some of us don't really know how to love ourselves. And that's really where we start is start with loving yourself. Start mm -hmm. with getting to know yourself. Start mm -hmm. with understanding yourself. That might be getting with a cultural psychologist that might be getting with a counselor. Mm -hmm. Some people are afraid of that. Um, but we have so many things that happen to us in our lives. Like many of us may know what ACEs are. We may mm -hmm. have things that happen in our lives that, that take away from our ability to love and to enjoy. So we get so mm -hmm. serious about money and about work and about church and about what well, we take, we don't take the time to live. Mm -hmm. I remember I was living with a family when I was in college and um, it was a white family. And I noticed and I learned from them every weekend, you know, they would take the sailboat out. They would go, uh, you know, travel to, um, you know, their home that they have in Big Bear or, but we would go to church or we would clean up the house or we would have a second job. So we weren't enjoying living. And then mm -hmm. when I became older and responsible for my own future, I began to use the weekends or evenings to go walk at the beach, to go out and call a friend and share some time with a loved one and not so consumed with working, making money, not creating. So mm -hmm, that's kind of what mm -hmm. that chapter is about. Wonderful. Love it. And I'll do a shout out also to Verna Jackers. Verna, I'm not sure if I'm saying your last name correctly, but she's one we can Google on self-compassion. She's a great coach in that area of self-compassion. So, uh, Wendy, thank you so much for all of these fabulous thoughts. And when we come back on the other side, I'm going to have you share a little bit more on maybe busy being great, or we can go back to the twins and pick them up and talk about your um, um, some additional thoughts with regards to tools. Please stay with us. We'll be right back on Leadership Matters, really talking today about making every moment count. How do we lead and live on purpose? Wonderful. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio, Voice America Business Network. Leadership Matters is brought to you by Innovisions. Need to improve leadership, staff, or organization performance? 
Contact Innovisions today for quality, effective, and affordable leadership, staff, and organization development training, coaching, and consulting services. Call 619-453-8093. That's 619-453-8093. Or send an email to Dr. White. Her email address is swite at neighborhoodhouse.org. Innovisions is a social enterprise of the Neighborhood House Association of San Diego, California. Funds raised go to support the Neighborhood House Association's mission to enrich lives through a continuum of education and wellness service. Small businesses are in trouble, and it didn't just start with COVID-19. From the recession several years ago to the revolution of e-commerce giants more recently, small businesses are getting hit hard and need to come back. Tune in to Business Buzz and Business Watch. It's two shows in one, hosted by Frank Hellring. We'll help your small business bounce back with best practices, guest experts, and resources that you can use to strengthen your small business. Listen Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific and 1 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. Many industries have been revolutionized by technology in the last decade. Books, music, TV, communications, and now it's happening to our money and the way we pay. Tune in to Breaking Banks with Brett King for a look at how technology and customer behavior will bring about more changes in banking in the next 10 years than in the last 200 years. Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific on Voice America Business Channel or on AM 1160 The Voice. You'll never look at your bank account the same again. are listening to Leadership Matters with Dr. Cheryl White and Dr. Andre Howard. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to Dr. Cheryl White at swite at neighborhoodhouse.org. Now, back to Leadership Matters. And we are back on Leadership Matters. I'm Cheryl White, co-host with our guest, Wendy McKinney, fundraising expert and motivational speaker, talking today about living on purpose, busy doing what, making every moment count. And Wendy, I'm going to throw it back over to you. And I know you had some twins in the book that um, <laughs> that we I skipped over, but I'm going to have you go back and maybe share a little bit about them and how um, those tools can help us be productive and stay focused in our lives. Wonderful, wonderful. So yeah, we're talking about being busy. Busy doing what? Busy doing what? The question, the answer is making every moment count. So oftentimes we're just so busy doing so many things that we really don't get anything done. And I found um, these twins that I call them my cousins, um, cousins Gid and Sid. And don't forget about Uncle Start. I'm going to tell you what that is. So it's just a reminder when I'm just kind of losing focus and not really being productive, I think about, okay, now what would uncle, what would cousin Kid and cousin Sid do? Well, cousin Sid, which is S-I-D, which is an acronym for shut it down. And if I shut it down, then I can get it done. That's cousin Sid. They're the twins. Cousin Sid and cousin Kid. Got to shut it down to get it done. And when I think about that, I think about, again, not even necessarily creating some great project or book or task, but just resting. Making every moment count can mean just resting. And how do you rest? How do you get that done? You have to shut it down. 
What does that mean? That means shut out, shut down your calendar. Our calendars are outrageous these days, especially now that they're electronic and other people can add things to your calendar when you don't even know it. Uh, that's a that's the craziest thing that I see. I get on my calendar. I'm like, who added all these appointments? But you have to shut it down. You may have to turn your notifications off on your Apple Watch, on your cell phone, on your laptop. We, we get so many things. So you have to get it in order to get it done. You have to shut it down. And then Uncle Start, where does Uncle Start come in? Uncle Start comes in when we just can't seem to get going on something that we need to do. Again, making every moment count. What does Uncle Start stand for? What does Start stand for? Stop. Take action right then. Stop and take action right then. Sometimes we just need an acronym. Sometimes we just need some kind of trigger to help us and to remind us on how to be productive, how to get things done, how to shut things down, and how to make it happen. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. So I got to visit my cousins, shut it down <laughs> and get it done and really move over and, and listen to uncle stop, take action right then to be productive yeah. and make every moment count. Yeah. So when I'm going to ask you to, to share with us, um, you're busy being great. Mm-hmm. Share a little bit about what that chapter is about. Well, it's really interesting because there was a, 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 father of a very successful, um, very successful athlete who actually helped me what being, helped me understand what being great is. And I thought being great was, you know, was um, Kobe Bryant and Simone Biles and, you know, all these great athletes, et cetera. But found out that everyone has the capacity to be great. But you have to understand and accept it and believe it and agree upon what that greatness is. Don't discount yourself because you're not um, Simone Biles, but you might be Simone Biles' coach. And you might be the one that is great because you contributed to this champion. What about that Simone Biles coach? That's a great person. That's a great coach. That person, Simone Biles would not be that person. What about her great mother? and her great father, who really aren't even her biological parents, who though they had greatness in bringing up this child. They are a greatness in taking her out of foster care. And so there's a level of greatness in everyone, but we have to understand what being great is in our own world, in our own um, fulfillment, in our own passion, in our own mission. So busy being great has a number of definitions. Find out what yours is. Mm-hmm. Love it, love it, love it. Hmm. Busy being great, self-defining what that greatness is for you and uh, your life as we shut out, you know, being, one might say, unintentional, just doing all the things we can do and find ourselves being much more intentional mm-hmm. about doing that which we're purpose to doing. Mm-hmm. I have so enjoyed this conversation Thank you. I have too. You brought out some things that I didn't think about. I can't wait to add it to the book. (laughs) That's awesome. That's awesome. So what might be just some of your final thoughts that you'd like to leave with our listening audience? Well, I think it's important that we really stop the busyness because um, I think I shared with you, uh, my brother passed away early this year in January and he was 64 years old. 
very talented, just so skilled. He was actually about to move to San Diego. He's been wanting to move to San Diego for a long time. And I got a call from my sister and said, Greg just passed away. He um, had heart failure. And that's when that just reminded me life is so short. We must reevaluate what we're doing, who we're doing with it, who we're doing it with. We need to figure out what is really important to us and jump on it. Shut it down. Get it done. Start. Because we don't know how long we have to live. We don't know how long others have to live. If there's someone that you want to forgive, forgive them and move on. Let it go. If there's some career you want to start, if there's some project you want to be, go ahead and start it. You just don't know. And if you don't think you have the money or the resources, trust me, once you start it, once you get going, have the faith, the resources will come. Just get busy believing undeniably that success is yours and make every moment count. Mm-hmm. Well, Wendy, thank you so much. And I tell you this, this note with regards to um, facing death really mm-hmm. puts life into perspective. I know when my mother passed, uh, it really did uh, make me stop and think about my own life mm-hmm. and um, what was important to me. And there are a lot of changes that happened in my life as a result of that being much more intentional and realizing how fragile life is Mm -hmm. and how uh, tomorrow's not promised to us. And am I really doing that which I'm purposed to do with my life? Mm -hmm. Am I having the impact that I want to have? And um, the legacy as it relates to... um, you know, that which I feel I'm purposed to do right. in this journey. Am I um, developing it so that I'm not only um, leading in that legacy, but leaving that legacy to yeah. others? And for me, that's really about compassion. Yeah. Uh, I, I yeah. think that that's probably my purpose is to inspire compassion yeah. and to put that in others and hopefully help them see the benefit and the necessity for us to do that as well. So again, thank you so much for being with us. Wendy, could you just share with our listening audience how they can connect with you if they'd like to do so? Very easy. WMcKinney7 at gmail.com. WMcKinney7 at gmail.com. That's my personal email address. I look at it all day, every day. Wonderful. Thank you so much again. And thank you to our listening audience for tuning in. Please join us every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time for Leadership Matters, informing leaders, inspiring solutions. Thank you again for tuning in. Leadership Matters with Dr. Cheryl White and Dr. Andre Howard is broadcast live every Wednesday afternoon at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a wonderful week and make your leadership matter.